You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, y'all. Spooky season is here. And if you're looking for a show to whet your appetite for a little haunted history, then I'd like to invite you to check out Southern Gothic, a chart-topping history podcast that explores some of the most infamous legends, folklore, ghost stories, and hauntings of the American South. We've covered all sorts of stuff from the Bell Witch of Tennessee to the disappearance of the Confederate submarine, the H.L. Hunley, not to mention our deep dives into the local lore of some of America's oldest and most haunted cities like New Orleans, Charleston, and St. Augustine. So if you're ready for a little good old-fashioned Halloween storytelling with a commitment to quality historical research, then be sure to check out Southern Gothic today. It's available now on all your favorite podcast apps. Monster House presents. You can enjoy extended commercial free versions of this show by joining us at patreon.com forward slash monster talk. All one word, M-O-N-S-T-E-R-T-A-L-K. For as little as $2 a month, you can enjoy longer interviews, unbleeped language, and bonus episodes exclusive for patrons. And if $2 a month is not workable for you, but you still want to help out, be sure and leave us a positive review on your podcasting platform of choice. iTunes reviews in particular can help bring in new listeners, and your positive reviews really make a difference. If you want to learn other ways to help out, visit monstertalk.org forward slash support, where you can find even more ways to help keep this show going. Thank you to all of you who are supporting us with your hard-earned money and valuable time. We are humbled and grateful and hope that we always live up to or even exceed your expectations. At Monster Talk, we're always looking into mysteries, but there's one mystery which only you can provide the answer for. Who are you? Airwave Media is doing a network-wide audience survey, and we would love to learn more about you, our listeners, the people who make this show possible with your support and attention. Just go to surveymonkey.com forward slash r forward slash airwave, all one word. So that's surveymonkey.com forward slash r r like the letter r forward slash airwave but don't worry i'll put a link to that in the show notes select monster talk from the drop down list of shows and then fill out the simple questions to tell us more about who you are we hope to hear from you that's surveymonkey.com forward slash r forward slash airwave thanks it's actually quite unlike anything we've ever seen before a giant hairy creature, part ape, part man. In Loch Ness, a 24-mile-long bottomless lake in the highlands of Scotland, it's a creature known as the Loch Ness Monster. 
Monster Talk. Welcome to Monster Talk, the science show about monsters. I'm Blake Smith. And I'm Karen Stoltzner. Hey there, Monster Talkers. Welcome to part two of our two-part coverage of the allegedly haunted bed and breakfast known as the Myrtles. This collection of original and transported or constructed outbuildings now forms a thriving ghost hunting business. But how much of these stories that ghost hunters are looking into are based on something real? It's less than I would have expected, that's for sure. Karen and Matt just got back from another investigation, so check our show notes for some fresh photos hot off the presses. But for now, let's hop right back in where we left off in part one, an allegedly haunted mirror. Monster dog. Let's move on to another story, and yes. that is the, the haunted mirror. So oh, it's yeah. a very, very famous story associated with the Myrtles. So they say when you go there that there's a theory that mirrors were covered after someone had died in the house so that the spirits wouldn't be trapped inside. And when Sarah and the children passed, they forgot to cover the mirrors and they were left uncovered and therefore trapped the spirits of the mother and children. And that they're still seen captured in the mirror, that they've left their handprints on it as well. So we, we went there and had a, a really good look at this mirror. And, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful mirror but I'm not convinced that it is original to the house. And we know for a fact that the furniture in the house now is not original. There've been many families that have come and gone. Uh, some families have chosen to furnish the place with period style furniture, but it's not original. Right. So it's definitely, definitely not 200 years old. I'm very interested in antiques. I'm not an antique specialist, but I think it's, from doing some research, and Matt has done some research too, I would say that it's probably half that age or possibly a lot less. And uh, it's yeah, it definitely was not standing in the house in 1823, 1824. So Matt, I think, uh, would be the best person here to talk a little bit about what we're actually seeing in the mirror. Well, it, it's, uh, it is kind of funny because, like, like Karen said, not the original mirror, but they say that they have had the mirror resilvered and and had the mirror times. aspect of it replaced. So let me ask you a very good question. If you've got a mirror that's bringing you large amounts of money, are you going to fix it? <laughs> <laughs> no, on reflection, um, I would not. It's proof of the paranormal, <laughs> no. <laughs> I got that one. I see what you did there. Um, the the thing is, uh, I would love to see a receipt for one time that they did this. But supposedly the house was ransacked and, and everything else by soldiers and a bunch of stuff was stolen. Um, so it seems like that mirror wouldn't have made it through that. Lost it. No, yeah. No. So but what it looks like, I mean, I worked for a uh, glazier in uh, Florida for a while and you know, it, it's on the on the backs of these is uh, a silvering to, you know, create the reflective uh, surface. And it is highly susceptible to any kind of um, oils or solvents or anything mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And what it looks like is that a new backing got put on at some point and 
whoever did it either used their bare hands, so the oils from their hands uh, got on it. So now you got handprints. And it'll slowly etch its way through the, the silvering, right? The silvering, exactly. Yeah. And uh, it's either that or they may have even had a little bit of solvent on their hands from something. Um, and that totally explains – because when you look at the fingerprints, um, they, they – it's, it's a solvent when it has to do with ghosts, though. Yes. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Just want to keep us on, you know, on point there. Yes. <laughs> Well, I would you also... are on fire. I probably should be. That's <laughs> yes. Well, the thing is, is, is all all of the the handprints or or things that could have been created by somebody smearing or or whatever are around the edges, um, and that's where you know they would be putting their hands to be yeah. put the backing on. Yeah. Now they yeah. talk about the streaks coming down. Well, you already have a place that's very high humidity. And having, you know, uh, dew and, and or or just uh, condensation interacting with it and, and, you know, sort of dripping down the back after a time, creating some streaks in it that way uh, is not unheard of either. It's all pretty, you know, humidity and moisture are big things when it comes to distressing, you know, mirrors getting distressed over time naturally. Now, if you go online and you look for distressed mirror, they're going to give you a ton of techniques to do it artificially. So we don't want to discount that either. Uh, because, like I said, most of this came very recently in terms of, you know, ancient ghost stories. This, this has all been pretty recent in terms of these stories. So uh, it, it just simply, you know, when I looked at this, it's like that that looks normal. You know, that looks like normal distressing. That looks like normal mistaking sloppy work in putting on a new back. And I, I don't find anything uh, mysterious yeah. about, uh, um, you know, the, the images in that mirror. And have you looked at it, Blake? I have, yeah. I, I've seen it on the ghost documentaries, uh, but I, they, mm -hmm. I, I've never seen it in person, obviously. But right. I'll tell you, all the ghost documentaries I looked at, and there's, you know, like you, there's been a few. Uh, mm -hmm. I never realized how many houses and and uh, residents, or not residents, but like places you could sleep, are on the grounds. Like they, I, I didn't realize what a oh. big. I thought it was just like the house. I didn't realize there was. Those like, aren't original. the The original yeah. building is now a little coffee shop. And then they built the the adjacent house, uh, but it, all those cottages are new. They've built some apartments. Uh, it's a very large property now, and it's a business. Absolutely, it says there's a hundred foot deep well. I how would sure. how would you have a hundred foot deep well in in Louisiana? I don't. I would think you would hit water. That's a really good point, and I don't think i'd heard of that so yeah, it's just on we'll their have little to check map that here. out yeah so uh for all of the reported deaths and murders and other things that took place there it seems like there there was one murder that happened there but only one certainly not 10 or 14 there's only one verified murder that took place in the house and this was a fellow by the name of william winter and i think he was another lawyer and so as the story is told, he was teaching Sunday school and he heard his name being called out. So he raced to the porch and there was a fellow there on a horse and he said, are you William Winter? And he said, yes, I am. And he shot him multiple times and he went back into the house and there's a very 
uh, tall stairwell there, one of those kind of old-fashioned ones with the small steps, very narrow, and he climbed as high as he could on the stairwell to get to his wife, and uh, he stopped on the 17th step where she met him, and he died in her arms. So very sad story. That's what we're told. And people claim that uh, they'll see his ghost on the stairs or they'll hear his footsteps on the stairs. And so I did some digging into this story. This did happen, but uh, I don't see how he could have been teaching Sunday school because uh, I traced his the date of his death to a Thursday. Mm. So I, I don't know what that was about. And uh, another fact is that he was shot on the porch. That's true. He was shot five, six times, but he died instantly on the porch. So he didn't well, make it. I'm sorry. I just wanted to mention uh, he was hit by uh, five to six pieces of buckshot. I believe it was one shot, but it was buckshot. And what um, is a buckshot? Well, a, a, a buckshot is um, it's, it's going to be a, the a, largest caliber of shotgun you can get short of a slug so it's like being hit with big 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 ball bearings ball bearings yeah, yeah. so it but they all come out, out once they so come out at once and they have a spread yeah as they go oh. so the, for the killing chances, deer hits the buck part right so right yeah oh the you americans and your guns yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well you know that's why that's why you want a uh, shotgun because it's got a good spread so we and, call them uh, scatter guns down here. So yeah, yeah, it's got a good got a good spread, and that's why you want that because you don't want to be trying to shoot a twenty two. So that, you know, his wife right now, his wife right now said it's Myrtle most foul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're lucky that happened so long ago that you can say that. Yes, that's yeah. also true. Yeah, there has been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Because here we go again. Yes, someone died. It's very sad. I've I've had yes. some time to get over it in the past century, and uh, yeah. <laughs> it's Are you going right. to say something else, Matt? Um, we... Yeah, yeah. I want to say that you know they have this whole uh, he was teaching Sunday school thing, and then the whole class heard the gunshots. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just one shot. It's just boom and and of a shotgun, and and the guy was gone. But the truth is, he was sitting in his sitting room by himself. So. Uh, the, the the newspaper article at the time, which was written very poetically, um, mm. unfortunately does state a few things that are completely questionable because of the fact that the only person who could verify it is dead. Um, so, you know, they, they were talking, you know, a lot about what he felt and what he was thinking and where he was sitting at the time and all this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. it, it was just kind of poetic, but it does give us more verifiable information than mm-hmm. the ghost story version. Yeah, and, but in this paper is from a local paper. It's not like where we had that story of murder and ghosts and it was like from across the country. No, this, <laughs> right. this, this was a local newspaper and it was uh, written two days after the event. Good deal. I mean, again, so bad deal for him, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the people will say the murder is unsolved, but uh, the newspapers accused, or the, the, the later on, a fellow by the name of E.S. Weber was accused, but there's no account of any kind of trial or uh, punishment, punishment or, yeah. or anything like that. So, so I don't, different from today. We, yeah. Yeah. We, we don't, <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't know exactly what happened, but. Uh, that that is the the only verifiable murder that took place in the house, and it just seems like overall most of these ghost stories are coming from 
a book that came out in 2005 called Myrtle's Plantation, The True Story of America's Most Haunted House. So that's where we're getting that tagline from. And it was written by one of the previous owners, Francis Kermeen. And that's where the name Chloe comes from and all of the modern stories of paranormal activity, which we'll touch upon in a second. But if you read that book and you hear about the history of uh, Francis and her husband, uh, I think it was John or James uh, Myers, it seems like they had a really toxic relationship, very dysfunctional. There were lots of problems there. And I think she was imagining a lot of these things to cope. And it reminds me a bit of Borley Rectory. Oh, Marianne. Yeah. So there's a lot of behind the scenes things happening there. But a lot of the stories that she writes about, people still talk about today. So we'll just run through those really quickly. Hello, I'm Paul Giamatti. And I'm Stephen Asma. Each week on Chinwag, we dig into the weird topics you wonder about, that you care about. The stuff none of us are totally sure of, like the Bermuda Triangle, Mothman, Consciousness, Philosophy, UFOs, Ghosts, or say Bigfoot. So who's to say that there's not alien species that are Sasquatch? Like I've seen a ghost and I would hear something walking and breathing. Maybe every path is right. I will accept as a premise that every path is right. That is a face on Mars. Eyes, nose. It kind of looked like Wilson the volleyball. Some people enjoy the waves or whatever uh, crashing. And I enjoy listening to a quantum physics audiobook. I do think there are many things in the world that we just don't understand yeah. and probably won't understand. That's our yeah. whole show. <laughs> so join us every Wednesday on all major podcast platforms and find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at ChinwagPod and Wagon. We've got a podcast recommendation I think will be really fun and or useful for Monster Talk listeners. I Know Dino, the big dinosaur podcast. Studying dinosaurs can teach us about the prehistoric world, but also the world of today. For example, migration patterns of dinosaur lineages can tell us about the Earth's changing continents. Climate models of dinosaur ecosystems help us understand global warming. Studying dinosaur diets can help show the link between plant and animal evolution. Talk about paleo. Hmm. In many dinosaur <laughs> injuries, paleopathologies are the first known occurrences of diseases. A new episode of I Know Dino comes out every week with new dinosaur discoveries you won't hear about anywhere else. You can find I Know Dino on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, one of those is that you'll hear footsteps. So, Matt, mention this at the start if you want to say something about footsteps in the, the house. Well, I was talking about how hard it is to get a good night's sleep there. One of the difficult things about trying to sleep there is the incredible volume of the bugs and, and uh, the, you know, the crickets and, and, and frogs. And <laughs> it is just bizarre how loud it is. But there's also... The footsteps going up the stairs, uh, who we're, we're pretty sure has got to be either the ghost of William Winter or the, the ghost hunters that are there all night long. These amateur ghost hunters are, are running around scaring each other because there's, you know, uh, everyone who gets a room there comes out and scares each other uh, accidentally. Well, what and, happened to us at 3 a.m.? Yeah, well, we get the, the sound on the door. Someone's, you know, trying to open the door, and you hear the doorknob moving and everything. <laughs> and uh, I get up, and I open the door, put my face out, 
And the guy looks at me terrified and, you know, kind of jerks back. And he's like, are, are you a ghost? Because <laughs> you have to tell me that's the law. You have to tell me if you're a ghost. I was like, yeah, yeah. No, I'm a cop. Um, and, and I said, I said, yes. And I closed the door and went back to bed. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was just impossible to get a good night's sleep because of mm-hmm. there were footsteps everywhere but completely explainable oh people recording evps and flashing lights around you know so this, oh, it was, this uh, is a legit question does anybody go here just because it's a pretty place because it is a pretty place but if i wasn't going to get any sleep i would not go i would say no uh, yeah. <laughs> i think people are going there for the ghosts i mean i was really fascinated with the the true history of the place and uh, i'm sure you get some people like that but i, I think most people in fact they they ask you to sign a document saying that uh, you will not request a refund should you leave in the middle of the night out of terror. <laughs> yeah. So they're really priming everyone for that. But yeah. And that's like, they, they, I think they sell t-shirts that say I lasted the entire night at the, the Myrtle's uh, plantation. Indeed. So there are lots of, lots of stories of uh, haunted activity rocking chairs that rock by themselves i mean it seems to me it's just the wind or something like that it's not going to be anything terribly interesting yeah Uh, i I found a great way to test that is uh you know because it's usually in the evening they'll see the rocking chairs moving and a great way to test if it's wind is uh, one go out and see if there's any wind but sometimes yeah sometimes you can't tell so uh, a great way to do it is to actually tape strips of like toilet paper nice. on the back of the chair. And you can see immediately if there's any breeze or anything causing the chairs to move, uh, even when you can't really feel it yourself. And uh, we found that that works uh, excellently. Yep. Toilet paper as a ghost hunting tool. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, yes. those, those little tips and tricks are really terrific, though. They really they're low. They're not, they're, they're low technical, but uh, yeah. really, really work. Well, unless, it's, unless it's during they, the pandemic. They can wipe out a lot of questions. Paper. Well, I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm sure <laughs> you guys have looked at air currents, like tried to use candle smoke or incense or other things to kind of see where a breeze goes. But yeah, I mean, sometimes even the simplest stuff can give you a better, you know, kind of view of where things are going. So, yeah. Oh, totally. yeah. Absolutely. And there's a lot of that with the stories here. Uh, a lot of people have the sensation of being touched or tugged by little hands. Uh, lots of stories about little girls who are wearing period dress and dancing in the rain, but not getting wet. They're Sarah's little girls. And uh, ghosts that move objects and steal objects, especially earrings. So it's interesting because you go there and they have a collection of single earrings that Chloe has stolen from people. Mm. Because she only has one ear, right? So she only needs one earring. And you can find the others at the Myrtle Pawn Shop. But... <laughs> right. <laughs> probably. Probably. That That is, that's kind of, that's a little Van Gogh action there. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a thing. I, wow. Wow. Yeah, really bolstering the, the, uh, the stories. But there are claims that ghosts appear in the, the rooms that, uh, You'll find hey. Chloe sitting on the edge of your bed. Do they, yeah. they, let, they let you see the earrings that they claim have been uh, collected by Chloe? Yes. yes. If you go in back, 
take a look. Are any of them studs? Because I, I noticed, like, like a lot of people leave studs in overnight in a way that they wouldn't a dangly ear, earring. So I'm wondering if these are like <laughs> earrings people would, would you normally take them off at night anyway? And so you just, whoops, right. I forgot my earring at the Myrtles versus right. uh, it was well, literally taken out, out of your ear. When you're trying to put them in and you drop it uh, and it, you know, bounces under the, you know, the armoire or something. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot well, of that look- going on. But go ahead, Karen. Well, I was just going to say, Matt pointed out to me how many times I've lost pairs of earrings in hotels. And I can think of at least four pairs where I've lost one earring. And so Chloe isn't staying at all of those places or living in those places as well or dying in those places. But, I mean, my guess is that they have gone to an antique store, uh, secondhand store, and they've bought some pre-loved earrings and chucked one of them and kept the other. It's kind of like a table with a uh, glass top, so you can see into the table and see all of the earrings. But I think it's as simple as that. It's a collection of things that they've bought. Well, I think it's a collection of things that they've found when they were cleaning the rooms and and that, that they bought, yeah. Could be. There's a blood stain on the floor that can't be removed and goes to the caretaker. Yeah, we've never seen, and I don't see pictures of it either. But I think just in closing, Matt, if you want to say a little bit about the ghost photographs, because there's a plethora of ghost photographs out there. Yeah, yeah. I want to. Uh, I wanted to also mention about the piano that plays itself. But uh, with the there's several now new popular photos of. Um, ghosts that you know tourists there have taken you know they're doing their selfie in front of uh, the building and in the window there's a little girl standing there looking out that uh, appears to be translucent or or there's you know this face in one of the windows um those are cell phone apps those ghosts are put in with cell phone apps yeah just like the like a lot of the investigations that you've done like the little girl yeah uh, yeah the, the fire. Yeah, the oh, girl in the, the fire. The town hall goes. Yeah, that was from a yep. postcard. But yeah, that's, it's the same thing, though. Same idea. You do, mm-hmm. One's done mechanically, one's done with software, but it's still the same thing. You're you're faking a ghost. And, you know. Yes. Yes. It's reprehensible, yep. I tell you. I mean, I mean, it doesn't <laughs> matter that I don't believe. I, I Even if I did believe, I don't believe in faking. You know what I mean? I right. don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think. I think there's something really whether it's pious fraud or just the fun yes. of tricking people, there's so many reasons why people would hoax a ghost, but mm-hmm. the fact that you can take a $1 app and then turn any photo into a fairly compelling ghost photo. If you don't know what mm-hmm. you're looking at, it's, it's uh it's really disappointing. And we're not even talking about deep fakes. We're talking about literally it's the same ghost just stamped into yes. your photo. So once you're familiar yes. with the ghost apps, these are easy to spot and any respectable haunted place ought to at least do that minimum level of uh, due diligence but i guess mm-hmm. that based on what you're telling me uh these people at the myrtles are not doing as uh, well as say the winchester house is sort of demystifying a lot of the stuff that's going on so it sounds like they've actually been adding to the stories instead of uh, removing them uh the, yes. yeah well the, the they will they will tell you that they started out as skeptics and they just had too many experiences to deny mm. and that the, the ghosts are there and they are protecting the house. Mm. They 
they're residents of the house and they they're not scared of them but they they really stick to their story now i wanted to mention with the the piano that plays itself um it's set on you know the the hardwood floor that uh the you know the boards are long and and narrow on the floor and when you walk on them and a bunch of people are walking across these boards every day uh every once in a while it causes the piano to very dully and very quietly ring out a note yeah and i've seen this before Heard. I was able to make one piano <laughs> play a single note over and over and over again yeah. in uh, this this old uh, uh, place that uh, I had investigated years ago. Um, and this is the same thing. It's the exact same thing. It's not paranormal at all. It, it is from people walking around. Well, yeah. It makes me think of the haunted wedding dress at that museum in Pennsylvania as well with people walking up and down the stairs and it gives the appearance of the yes. dress Moving. shaking moving so yeah yeah i remember that place we went to in fort francisco was it yep that's the one i was talking about actually yeah I and so. yeah and, and it, it's uh it's kind of funny because the piano doesn't play camp town races um <laughs> it plays you know just kind of one sort of muted Ding. note yeah that's right and, yeah. it's yeah not playing a song yeah so <laughs> You know, whatever. Just, no, now, obviously, Blake, piano, I sent you a few photos. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. I'm looking at them right now. The piano yeah. is not original furniture either. No. Right. Oh, I, I don't think any of it is. So, you know, they, they say, too, that the uh, beds are made of gold. And, uh, I mean, I think some of it you know, is is going to be kind of turn of the, the last century, but it's certainly not 200 years old, and it's certainly not uh, Chippendale. Or anything like that. Right. Is it, I guess what I was curious is: is the piano like a like a baby grand, or a, like is it an upright, or is it a, you know is it? A, I, I'm curious. Like, is it a tack piano, like a, a you know from a juke joint? I'm just curious as to like what sort of a piano. It, it's. It? I believe it's more of a grand. Okay. Uh, baby grand type thing. I can't remember, and I haven't seen a photo of it in a while. Yeah, we uh, we had a little upright. Uh, when I was growing up and, you know, we had wood floors and it was not that hard to make the piano make noise just by running around. That's really interesting. So it sounds like there's not much real about the Myrtles at all. Well, I think uh, the, the, the history is real and the folklore has just been added to over the decades. A lot of stories seem to come from Francis Kermin's book, uh, Chloe, the name, uh, I mean, I think we've done a really good job, if I do say so myself, of getting to the bottom of a lot of these stories and if not maybe solving them to at least posit some uh, some good natural explanations for what's going on here. Yeah. So if you uh, find yourself at the Myrtles and uh, are very, very frightened by everything that's happening, I would say come to Monster Talk and escape to the debunker. <laughs> uh, and take some earplugs as well and don't yeah, answer apparently. the door when someone knocks at 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Unless your intention is to scare the crap out of them. And then you might want to bring your scatter gun. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so then there'll be 15 ghosts. Well, thanks for digging in again even further into the stories behind the Myrtles. I think it's so interesting because I didn't know about the, the Oleander. Uh, yeah. You know, I didn't didn't know about a lot of aspects of uh, the of the Chloe photograph, and now with this new take on it that Matt has given us, 
uh, that it's potentially the antique laundry roller that they have on the premises, I think is really compelling, certainly more compelling than the idea that it's a ghost in the photograph. But uh, I, I just love the way that every time we look into this, uh, I mean, we hit paid dirt and there's more to find out and uh, more to, to debunk all of the ghost stories. And to me, it's a bit more exciting than the silly ghost stories. Yeah, yeah. Well, the real history usually is, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, to be fair, when you're in a creepy place and you're having creepy things happen and you're hearing weird noises, it, that spooky feeling is fantastic. But you know, sometimes when in the light of day, it's 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 I think very useful to go and see mm-hmm. if there's any basis for any of this. So uh, I appreciate the work you guys have done here. Oh yeah, we don't thank you. Definitely don't want to take away from the fun that people have going to these places and and ghost hunting and uh, but I, I do. It does rub me the wrong way when uh, people replace history with ghost stories and uh, to, yeah, you know, talk about people dying of oleander leaf poisoning when we know for a fact that they died of uh, yellow fever yeah. and things like that. I bristle at Which that. Is not a fun way to die. Well, um, no. Yeah, it's it's no, the thing is, is in, in, in St. Francisville, if if you want to have fun. You go to the supermarket to the baby aisle. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say you're going to mention the cemeteries. I think that those oh, the cemeteries family are beautiful. cemeteries are really interesting. I've never seen a place with so many cemeteries. And now, are they yeah. like New Orleans, where they're primarily above ground burials? Uh, there's a lot of that. Uh, they but seem shallow, the, at least. Yeah, yeah, but I think the. The point uh, I'm wanting to make is that they seem like they're family owned and a lot of them, they're not open to the public. They're just uh, these beautiful ornate cemeteries that are owned by families, like longstanding families in the area. So and many of them. they're not claimed to be haunted. Well, yet. Maybe, but, maybe yeah. they are. <laughs> Stay I'm tuned for sure. the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. Thank you again for all this work. This I look forward oh. to this. I do believe we will be breaking this. In, in fact, by the time they hear this, they'll know it was in two parts, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bit of a giveaway. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot to say about this story. And yeah. again, it's just a gift that keeps on giving. Every time we dig into it further, we we learn more, understand more, and uh, uh, just can't support the idea that there are ghosts there. No, uh, certainly, certainly not the it. not the stories that are told anyway. It just doesn't. Well, doesn't mesh with the history. If you have any follow-up when you get back from your trip, just let me know and we'll do a little insert. Absolutely. Little I'm really hoping we're going to no. find out a bit more. I think we'll try and do a visit to the library as well. Yeah. But definitely check out that laundry roller and get some happy snaps of that. that 100-foot well. Find out what that's all about. Monster Talk. You've been listening to Monster Talk, the science show about monsters. I'm Blake Smith. And I'm Karen Stolzner. You just heard part two of our two-part coverage of the allegedly haunted Louisiana bed and breakfast spot known as the Myrtles. If all of this has you chomping for some gators, Spanish moss, etouffee, and a K2 meter, you can book your next visit by going to myrtlesplantation.com and clicking book a room. If you do visit and have some different ideas about what's going on at this site, please shoot us a message or better yet, come and share your experiences over at patreon.com forward slash monster talk. Monster Talk is proud to be a part of the Airwave Media family. 
home of such shows as Fork in the Road, Small Things Often, and Therapist Uncensored. If you'd like to advertise on this show, contact sales at advertisecast.com. Monster Talk theme music is by Pete Stealing Monkeys. Thanks for letting us join you in your busy day. Monster House presentation. One is the incredible. <coughs> I'll be sure to leave that in. <coughs> That's the uh, the moving coffin of the Myrtles plantation. <laughs> exactly. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.